Welcome back to another episode of the Off Market Operator Podcast. I'm your host, Cole Rue Johnson, and I'm super excited to get into today's show. It's a lot of things I've conceptualized by other companies I've been building to eventually sell and the lessons learned there and how they apply to real estate businesses. So if you're running a real estate business, a lot of times we're not thinking about an exit or a sale, but there's a lot of things we can learn from, from industries that have a lot of enterprise and exit value and building a business with that in mind and bringing that into real estate. So without further ado, let's get right into today's show. People don't fail at real estate because they suck. They fail because there's too many ways to succeed. That's why I suggest you focus on the most important skill in all of real estate, which is finding deals. I'm Cole Johnson, and in this podcast, I share the exact steps I've used to source 400 deals by age 24. This will allow you to do three things, control your deal flow, make unlimited income, and build your empire as an off-market operator. Welcome back to another episode. Today is January 19th, man. Can't believe it's already nearing the last full week of January. January has been action packed. First month of the, of, uh, the year for, for myself, my companies, my teams, good things, bad things, all the things happening as always. And a lot of what I've been working on and doing, we have, we have a couple of companies of ours, mainly one that I think has a lot of potential to sell. And so we've been doing a lot of cleaning up and a lot of strategizing on what's the highest and best use to get it to the highest exit multiple. And along the way, I've been learning a lot of things about you know, what it takes to build a company with enterprise value, what it takes to build a company that, that's attractive to a buyer, what turns a company into an asset. And for me, you know, one of the things I've been con with a consultant of ours who's been helping us along this journey has told us is, you know, the real way to know if a company's an asset people want is if you wouldn't want to sell it and genuinely wouldn't want to sell it. So meaning if someone offered you a substantial amount of money, you wouldn't want to sell it. And for me, I, th I started thinking about that to, to the real estate industry because this podcast, even though I'm, I'm involved in other businesses and I'm not just purely a real estate guy, a lot of what I teach and what I consult on is mostly real estate companies because that, that's what my background is. That's where still a lot of my time is spent is uh, finding deals off market and building systems and teams about off market acquisition. And one of my big things right now is thinking about two questions. One, how does this get big? And two, how do we create a business that we enjoy so much we don't want to sell? And so this show is about creating a enjoy business that you don't want to sell because that, that, that's really the goal for everyone, right? Whether you're creating a lifestyle business that you want to make you a couple hundred grand a year, or you're creating a massive enterprise, you want to do 20 deals a month. It doesn't matter what your goal is. What matters is long-term, do you enjoy your business or not? Because otherwise you burn out and not just enjoy your business, but people you want to work with and things of that nature. And I think there's some main differentiators between companies that sustain for the long-term and ones that don't. I think a big one is, does the founder enjoy operating the business? And you're probably never going to sell a flipping company. You're probably never going to sell a wholesaling business. You're probably never going to sell a, a company that finds their own inventory. That's what I teach is finding your own inventory. So number one to me is foundational infrastructure. Okay, foundational infrastructure consists of a variety of things that allow your business to replicate a process over and over and over again in a, in a healthy way that's repeatable, that allows you to get out of micromanagement. So for me, a foundational infrastructure as you're growing a business is a system and a process that allows you to be hands-off when it comes to micromanagement and focus on higher level routines for the business, right? This is usually automation, delegation, and foundational systems. So in a real estate company, do you have a foundation in place of, do you have a company playbook with your policies, procedures, SOPs, checklists, reporting, meeting cadences? Do you have an operating system and operating cadence? Does your business have a heartbeat? Do you have automation and delegation, right? Have you automated and delegated the tasks that you can afford to do so? And that's a question every single month you have to ask yourself as a business owner is what else can I take off my plate that allows myself to perform just the highest and most impactful tasks for the business? Same thing, what else can I take off my team's plate that allows each of them in their individual roles to perform their highest and best use for the business, contributing to revenue over and over and over again? And not just revenue, but bottom line. And, um, you know, an enjoyable business is a, is a business with a healthy bottom line with 
doesn't have the same amount of debt, in my opinion. Um, and, and that's what creates that that overall joy and happiness and, and, and the desire not to sell your business. So number one is, again, foundational process, foundational systems, foundational health of your business. Um, so the, a quick checklist for me, if I was consulting someone, like say you were listening to this, I was consulting you, I would first want to look at, hey, let's look at the, the foundation or part of your business. Do you have a good um, you know, CRM where your whole team works out of? Do you have good reporting? Do you have financial tracking? Do you have KPI tracking? KPI tracking is, are you tracking the key health metrics in your business? Financial, do you have some kind of financial infrastructure of bookkeeping and uh, predictive cash flow models or anything that can help you make future-based cash decisions and you can see your week-over-week cash balance and, and how current decisions impact future cash balance as well as KPIs. So do you have an automated data tracking board where you can track all your KPIs daily automatically and you know where your business is at and you can make data-driven decisions? Because good businesses that are fun to run, that people enjoy, that have good teams, they make data-driven decisions based on future cash flow as well as on key health metrics in the business. That's the reality of a business is, is they make data-driven decisions if it's if you're a responsible business owner. And that's like that's, that's a foundational ecosystem that I look for. I look for, do you have basic systems and processes documented of how you do things in your company? Are your processes in people's brains? Are they on paper? And if you're chasing your first deal, you don't need all this in place right away. But if you're starting to scale, you do need stuff out of people's brains onto paper. There's three levels of a business. You have startup, you have scale-up, and you have stabilization. Startup's really zero to a million. Scale-up's one to five and stabilization in a real estate company is five to 10, 10 and beyond. And in my opinion, the startup phase, if you're chasing after that first deal, that second deal, you don't need a ton of crazy systems, operations, policies, procedures. But as you scale, things need to go out of people's heads onto paper. You need a meeting cadence. You need a, a way your team meets as a team, as well as each department meets, as well as you meet with your people on your team one-on-one -on -one, and how you hold them accountable for the outputs they're responsible for in your organization. In my opinion, you need daily checklists and daily end-of-day reports. It's something Amazon uses to make sure the things that correlate to a key health metric are done day in and day out. For example, if one of your key health metrics in your business is that you know you have a twenty, you have a ten percent sat call close rate, meaning every single time your acquisitions manager sits on a closer call with a seller, you want ten percent of those imaginary number to, for ease of math. You want ten percent of those to get under contract. Well, then what are the day to day responsibilities that should be checked off and reported so you know without having to micromanage? that the things that need to be done to hit that key health metric are being done, right? That's probably, has the pipeline been followed up with? Are there any new leads sitting there that are untouched? You know, anything that's correlating directly to that key health metric is something that you have to spend time on as a business owner getting down in the forefront so your organization can report up to you and you can delegate down, right? You delegate down responsibilities and they report up tracked against those responsibilities. So you need a meeting cadence, you need standard work checklists that can be submitted daily, you need end of day reports and a week reports, and you need really, really good meetings. You need a company playbook where anyone can come in and they can see all your processes and procedures on paper. If someone gets sick, if someone dies, someone leaves the company, it's easy to fill those shoes, um, at least easier. But you have, um, again, financial tracking, KPI tracking, and the basic systems down. That's level one, like that's level one health of a business. Do you have, so to speak, the controllables done, your systems, your processes, your procedures, your CRM, financial data, business data, and do you have an operating system in place? Number two is going to be uh, people, right? So people. In my opinion, the, the biggest thing to an enjoyable business is leaders. And there's a couple levels of leadership. The first level of leadership is, hey, Cole, I have an issue. The second level of leadership is, hey, Cole, I have an issue. Here's what I think I should do. What do you think? The third level is, hey, Cole, I have an issue. Here's what I'm going to do. Do you have any objections? The fourth level and the level you want to get to is, hey, Cole, I have an issue. Here's what I did. 
And you want to build leaders in your company that can solve issues. And there's still going to be, um, I work with my business coach on this, it's called commander control. There's still times you have to take commander control and solve fires depending on the magnitude of impact they're going to have in your business. But for the most part, if something's not going to be, you know, Bezos calls it a one-way door decision and it's not going to ruin the company and it's reversible, you can let your team make those decisions and build that um, that autonomy over the role and over problems because you should have a team that solves problems on their own. When something arises, they can make a decision and they can solve, bring a solution and let you know in retrospect on your meeting, hey, this is what was done, we fixed it, move on. So it's people. And the third level, I think the third level of an enjoyable business, in my opinion, is it's an awareness of where you want to go. And so many investors, agents, brokers, wholesalers can't answer this question in any industry, right? Because I'm not, I'm actually, besides sourcing off-market deals, I don't know a ton about, you know, flipping, being an agent, all that kind of stuff. I know about how to find off-market real estate deals and, and build pipeline. And with that comes an understanding and awareness of, of where your path's headed because you have to create a vision big enough that your team can fit, that your team's, here's, I'll put it better. Your dream has to be big enough so everyone on your team's dream can fit into it if you want to build a big business. Their financial goals, their career goals have to be able to fit into your goals and your dream for the company in order for it to work long-term. Um, sales guys need to be able to see themselves making enough money to fit in long-term operations. Everyone you hire during the lifetime of your company has to be able to fit their dream inside of yours. So again, number one, I, lo I like to look for is foundational pieces that we can control that are easy to get in place that allow us to have data, predict on data and have systems and operations and a good operating system. The second thing we're going to focus on, okay, very boiled down is people. Do we have the right people in the right seats? Do they, are they held accountable? Do they, do they GWC get it when want it and can do it for each role? Are they reporting? Are they being held accountable? Are they have good managers, good leadership? And then we look at overall vision of the business and how that's communicated to everyone and making sure people's vision can fit inside of your vision. So those are the three things to me that allow a business to become scalable, sellable, and an asset. And even though you're probably not going to sell your real estate company, most people don't unless you have a big brokerage, then in my opinion, it is absolutely something that you should study, get acquainted with, and try to build a company that you truly wouldn't sell, even if someone offered to you because you built it so well, you have such a good team, and you enjoy it so much. So that's it for another episode of the Off-Market Operator Podcast. This show was taking lessons from other companies that I'm trying to sell, what I'm learning there, applying it to real estate and uh, off-market wholesaling, finding deals, whatever you want to call it, becoming an off-market operator. As always, I like, a review, a share this podcast. We don't run any paid ads behind it. We don't sell anything on here. So if you do like this, the only way we grow is you're telling a friend, you're sharing it on your story, you're leaving a review, or you're DMing me a topic. So we do do Q&A shows, and we do have some guest shows coming up as well. So um, as always, guys, a like, a review, a share, wherever you listen means the world. And until next time, like I always say, you are only one deal away.